13:44-46 The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field Again the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls on finding one pearl of great value he went and sold all that he had and bought it When you look at this scripture uh, I'm going to talk about three things today and all of them are within uh, this scripture. Uh, Professor Susan uh, Wolf, uh, who used to teach at Harvard and also Johns Hopkins, uh, said in her book, Meaning in Life and Why It Matters, she said that there, there have to be at least three elements for us to live a meaningful life. Uh, three qualities or three elements. First one is passion. Second one is active engagement. Third one is objective uh, value. Uh, I like to uh, reflect on uh, the meaningful life uh, today. Uh, why meaningful life important? Because meaningful life is happy life. Without meaningfulness, uh, happiness is not uh, possible. Happy life is not just uh, having fun. Happy life is not just enjoying the abundance uh, of life. Happy life is not just doing well in your career, uh, successful in your career. Now, all those things are very important to make you happy, but by themselves, uh, that won't give you a happy life because around you, you have seen people who have all those, but very unhappy. So happy life, these are important uh, things that, uh, to have, but underneath there has to be one thing essentially, and that essential thing that you have underneath all these things is meaningfulness. In other words, you have to believe that your life is worth it. You have to believe that your existence is worth it. You, you, your, exist, your existence has some meaning and some value. If you don't feel that my life has any meaning or value, then no matter what you do, you cannot have truly happy life. So we human beings are created to uh, pursue and search for the meaning. It is in our gene. It is coded genetically uh, within us. So every human being who lives a good, happy life, they are searching for the meaning. So... Meaning is very important uh, in life. And I'd like to uh, look at these three qualities or elements of meaningful life. The first one is passion. There has to be a passion in meaningful life. Life without passion, there's no meaning. I mean, you have to have something very important in your life. Something you're passionate about. You know, one disease or poison that I see uh, in modern uh, generation is that when I look at their eyes, there's no energy in their eyes. You know, there's no passion. They just do, yeah, yeah, okay, I like it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Everything is just kind of uh, uh, mediocre. You, you're just, just blasé about everything. You, you don't have... Nothing. You have nothing to be passionate about. I really want to eat this, or I really want to do this, or I really want to achieve this. We don't, uh, we lack that kind of uh, passion in our lives. Passion is like a uh, furnace that burns your existence, that burns your life. 
And this energy that moves you uh, forward, that's what uh, passion is. It's like no matter how busy you are, how tired you are, next morning you get up to do that, you get new energy. There's always energy left to do that thing. That is passion. When you look at Jesus' life, I think he was quite passionate man. Nothing could take away his passion. Even the cross could not take away his passion. He went all the way to the cross to live out his passion. Nothing could threaten uh, to take away his passion. No threat was powerful enough to stop Jesus' passion. Whatever you decide to do, I realize that you will experience obstacles. Obstacles always you experience. You cannot achieve anything without obstacles. When you do certain things for so long and then you realize that you are hitting the wall, you cannot go any further. You hit the wall and most people give up right there. But it's a passion that breaks through the wall. It is a passion that breaks down that obstacle. That passion, you, with that passion, you can overcome obstacles. All the great people don't think that they had an easy, easy uh, way, easy time. They all experience obstacles, probably the wall higher than uh, uh, the walls that we experience. They experience tremendous uh, obstacles, but they went through the obstacles because they had passion in their lives. There is a will, there is a way. There is passion, there is a way. When you have passion, the door is open for you. And the road is opened up for you. The way you can see. So passion really opens your eyes to be able to see the way. I know a person uh, with this passion. Uh, her name is uh, Dorcas Gordon. Dr. Dorcas Gordon. Uh, she used to be, she just retired, but she used to be a principal of Knox College. But when she went to theological seminary, people called her, you're demon-possessed. Why? Because you're a woman studying theology. It was like that. You know, it's not only a few decades ago it was like that. You're a woman and you're studying theology. You must be like demon-possessed or whatever. That threat or that kind of uh, attitude did not stop her. Her passion overcame that obstacle. She was not discouraged because of that. And then she went all the way and at the school as, where she was labeled as demon-possessed, she even became the principal, the leader of that school. That's what passion does. To live a meaningful life, you have to have passion. I hope that all of you think about what your passion is. What is, what's your, what is your passion for life? Think about it. It's amazing to have passion. Some older people have passion. Uh, Kathy's father, he has passion for photography. And the other, last night, uh, uh, he came to me. Reverend, Reverend, I got uh, from my store, I got uh, some kind of rebate from the government. And then, please tell my wife, 
I need a new full frame camera. <laughs> I mean, he had passion, but his wife would not buy him a camera. So he asked me to ask his wife. <laughs> I mean, you gotta have some passion, whatever that is. And then passion is something that you, you need to cultivate. If you're taking everything so mediocre, and everything becomes mediocre. But when you're passionate about, then you can uh, cultivate, you can build that passion within you. Second, the passion by itself is not enough. You need a channel through which your passion becomes actualized. Otherwise, it just becomes a vain dream. You need to actively engage to do something about your passion. Passion has to be translated concretely into something concrete you engage in. We have to constantly ask ourselves, what are you going to do about it? Dorcas had a passion. And then, I mean, to be a principal of Knox College or to be a professor in theology, you have to have a PhD. I mean, she had four children. And she told me, I mean, she, she and I are very close. She told me, you know, Ingi, when I studied, I had my babies uh, on my back. And I went to the class. Sometimes when the baby cries, she uh, came out and then uh, went back to the class. That's how she finished her PhD. She did something about it. You have to constantly think about what are you going to do about your passion. Nothing can be done easily. We have too many what-ifs. What if I cannot do it? What if I fail? What if? What if? What if? Sometimes we never get to do anything when we constantly uh, think about what-ifs. Thousand miles journey begins with a small step. Actually, that word, that phrase, when I first met Dorcas in her office, when I entered in, that was uh, that uh, saying, uh, Asian saying, thousand miles begin with a small step. It is important to take one step at a time. When you actually engage in it, Engage in what you want to do. What do you experience? When you don't engage it, you don't experience it. But once you actually engage in it, what do you experience? You experience failure. For those who never try, they never know what failure is. But people who achieve great things, they are very familiar with failure. When you actually get things, try to get things done, what you experience is failure. Everybody experiences failure. Failure is a part of process. It's not a result. No one succeeds without failure. People who never did anything about their lives, with their lives, they don't know what failure is. But people who did wonderful things about life, they all experienced tremendous failures. Michael Jordan, 
Do you think Mark, Michael Jordan became just Michael Jordan because he was born with that talent? Of course he was born with talent and height too. I can never be like Michael Jordan. But, uh, but just because he was born with uh, his uh, physique and uh, talent, Michael Jordan did not become just Michael Jordan. This is what he said. I can't accept failure. Everyone fails at something. But I cannot accept not trying. He always tried. He always tried. He failed and failed and failed. He tried again and again and again. I mean, uh, I really love Tiger Woods. These days he's not doing very well. So I'm very sad that he's not doing very well. But, you know, after every game, he used to always, other people went to clubhouse or whatever, he went back to the uh, putting green and he was practicing because uh, he was correcting uh, himself. Failure and success are not two opposite ends. Failure is simply a process of success and part of it. Failure is not a shameful thing. You shouldn't feel embarrassed about failure. You shouldn't be sensitive to your failure. Thomas Edison said, I have not failed. I have just found 10,000 ways that won't work. This is a great attitude, isn't it? And all these great people have great attitude about uh, their lives. They don't see things as a failure, as, as we uh, uh, reflect on it last week. They didn't see it as a failure. They just learned something new that won't work. To overcome failures, you need to be strong. You need to have a character that is strong. To overcome failures. Because most people will give up. What is the best way to make you strong? I believe that it is faith. Faith that keeps you going. Not your own strength, but the strength of faith. St. Paul experienced tremendous difficulties and hardships in his life. A lot of persecutions, a lot of oppositions, and he, he experienced a lot of failures too. But what kept him going? This is what kept him going. He said, I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. That's what kept him going. Even though I fail, God never fails. Even though I cannot do anymore, God will continue. And it is God who, who began a good work, and it is God who will complete it. In your life, have that kind of attitude. Then you will never give up. This conviction drives us and compels us to keep knocking, even when we feel that the door is really quite tight shut will keep knocking. Finally, whatever we do, for your life to be meaningful, it has to have 
objective value. No matter how passionate Hitler might have been and how concretely he lived out his passion to conquer the world, I won't say that that life is meaningful life because it lacks objective value. Conquering the weak and the vulnerable, conquering other countries cannot have objective value. When I look at Jesus' life or Paul's life, I can see their worldview. I can see their philosophy of life. They lived in a world where there was no human rights. Rights for women and rights for the slaves. Their primitive society, the powerful always conquer the weak and the vulnerable. But even in that society, Jesus' thinking and Paul's thinking were very different. This is what Jesus said. But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. It will not be so among you, but whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be your slave, just as the Son of Man Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. That is a very, very different thinking from the society he used to live. He is more than 2,000 years ahead. He always think, thought about objective value. This is what St. Paul says. St. Paul's teaching is the same. There is no longer Jew or a Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. This statement is crazy statement 2,000 years ago. What are you talking about, Paul? But he said that. Prejudice was taken for granted in Jesus' life and Paul's life. And yet, they preached equality. What they tried to do had objective value. Meaningful life doesn't have to be big and glamorous. Meaningful life is our everyday living. Objective value has nothing to do with people's recognition. Objective value has everything to do with being helpful to others, whatever way it may be. These three things. So what are those three things? First of all, passion. Second, actively engaging. Third, objective value. Think about it. Meaningful life is good life. Meaningful life is happy life. I want all of you to live with passion, to do something about uh, with your life, even though it is short. And through your life, I pray that other people get tremendous benefit. Let us sing together.